KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. You want an excitement, right? You want an Oklahoma City Thunder team that you could watch four quarters of basketball, 48 minutes. The Minnesota-Oklahoma City miniseries that you've got just recently I don't know. Is it the greatest rivalry of all time? You look at it, a couple of games that come down to the last shot. It's everything that you wanted. The excitement is back, people. It's a Friday night. If you're out in the town, wear a mask. If you're not, get your ass home. Uh, and if you're at home and you're listening to us, you just experienced a great 120-118 to 118 win by the Oklahoma City Thunder. What excitement I am in studio tonight with Ryan Chapman and Matt Burton because it's that damn exciting. I put on pants, I came to the studio, and I said, let's get it on. So a few things to unwrap. First off, it's Saturday night, not Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Blistering hot start to this post game. Oh, I picked the wrong week to stop drinking. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. And yes, we had two (laughs) exciting games, if you're concerned, with only the logo on the front of the jersey and not the names adorning the back of it. Because last night, quite frankly, was the most boring one-possession NBA (laughs) game I think I've ever watched. Watching Hamnu Diallo run an offense for 42 minutes, 48 minutes, whatever. Math is hard. 48 minutes. 42 uh, you know, minutes. If he, only you had a jerk co-host that would just correct you. Well, here's the deal. I corrected myself inside the sentence. You just keep rolling on, which uh, is probably a me problem. Been doing it for like seven years. It's fine. But yeah, watching Hamdu Diallo run the offense for you know 46 minutes is, is not always the most entertaining thing. Thankfully, tonight, the Thunder got back Shea Gildas-Alexander, Lou Dort, Teo Maldon, and oh, by the way, Al Horford and Isaiah Roby were out. So swap out a lack of guard depth for a lack of big depth. And and that's why the Oklahoma City Thunder found themselves in this game after a franchise record 83-point half. 83 points in the first half. And Matt Burton, I'm not going to leave you out. I'm not going to be like these other guys. And that's why I came today, too, is because these other guys, whenever they host, we don't get enough of 6A talent on the microphone, <laughs> Matthew Burton. They let me drive one, too, Jer. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't listen to that one. Of course. On purpose. Uh, But, Matt, I mean, I'm telling you, the franchise, let's talk about the names. And I actually read an article this week called, the ready ready for this? The play on words, you'll love it. The Oklahoma City Blunders. Wow. Because they had all that talent and did not get a championship. Was it a Seattle writer? Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was one of these (laughs) big box writers or whatever. Ah, I see. But, okay, and I'll go through this list for you. Stop me if you've heard this before. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. uh, They had James Harden. They had Paul George. They had Carmelo Anthony. They had Jeff Green, which is actually a thing. Uh, None of these guys put together on one court could manage the amount of points that... Young Guns 2, Baby Thunders did tonight. Well, just to kind of uh, counterpoint, those teams didn't have Mike Muscala. Ah, excellent. I'm just saying. Excellent point. The, those teams didn't have Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala, what was it, 7 for 7 for with 22 points in the first half? Don't forget the and ones. Has he had 20-plus points in the first half ever? In a half ever? I don't. Well, what's I, his, I would doubt it. What I would was his career doubt. high? No, we were we were looking at Nas Reed's career high, which was twenty. By the way, he's done it twice: once against Oklahoma City last year, okay, once against the Pelicans this year. I will get right on the Mike Muscala career high. Talk about yourself. But you right. were saying, well, but you were saying because you did have that number handy uh, while we were watching, and you're like, he was so close to his career high in the first half. Yeah. No. So I, no, he's never scored. Yeah, no. Win. No way. I was worried. So Dagnall, Muscala was six of six. He was feeling it. Dagnall looks down the bench, puts Lou Dort in the game in the first half. If I'm Mike Muscala, I am throwing a fit. I am throwing a small child hissy fit. I'm like, Dagnall, I have never been this hot in my life. Just let me right. Just leave me out here. The second I miss it, I'll commit a dumb foul so you can sub me right out. But he, t- credit to him, he came back, made that seven shot, and, and then just totally tanked it in the second half. If you look too, I mean, this, I mean, Mike Muscala gets threes. Like we know that there should be a t shirt. Muscala gets threes, right? Which would be the lamest white guy t shirt. But still, <laughs> Muscala gets threes. He was getting them the old fashioned way 
with the muscle, just getting bully ball to the bucket. And much like I'm sure you were in high school, Matt <laughs> yeah, I was Bert, just bullying. Bully people, ball yes. to the bucket. <laughs> Mike Muscala, you, you couldn't stop the guy. You could only hope to contain him. No, he was great. He was great in the first half tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he went out um, with an elbow to the face that connected solid in the face. Solid UFC fighters would be proud of that. Elbow. Jim Ross would just <laughs> go would just nuts. Lose it. But uh, no, good for Mike Muscala. Honestly, um, he had twenty two in the first half. Ended with twenty two. Um, so that that sounds about right. Went too shy of his career high. Went zero of five in the second half. Um, but no, I think the main thing for me tonight was. That first quarter was probably the most fun I've had watching any quarter of basketball of this year's Thunder. Like they just brought the energy from from literally from the tip off. So uh, yeah, Lou Dort looked great from the start. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander looked great from the start. Baisley, everyone looked great that started out the game, and they just brought a bunch of energy and a bunch of juice tonight. Oh, all so, the juice! Yeah, if you're juiceless, you're useless. Especially what, on a Friday night, say. juice is great. So, and a Saturday too. Yes, I, I'm just happy the juice <laughs> isn't loose in Oklahoma City. I, I'm glad they got that all figured out. But but to your point, I, I really what I loved, especially in the first quarter, in the first half in general, is wild that the Thunder were just dominating in the paint, and I, I didn't really expect that. They doubled up Minnesota 24 to 12 in that first quarter, and it wasn't as a result of dominant play by the bigs because as good as Mike Muscala was playing he hadn't really started to truly heat up till the end of the first quarter there what it was was just really smart basketball ball movement and then Kenrich Williams twice he had really great cuts into the paint Muscala was a beneficiary as well of Justin Jackson of all people making some moves on the dribble set Muscala up and so it was really encouraging for that first half because you're going okay no Roby no Horford Worried about Baisley. He hasn't been the most consistent player all year long. Can he hold up as really the only center? Mascal is a stretch guy. Thunder played really well, and then it appears at halftime, maybe Saunders went in and realized, oh my gosh, we might be tanking, but I could get fired because of that first half performance. He turned to Nasri and he said, hey, <laughs> there's not a real center on the floor other than you. Why don't you just go down there on the low block and destroy some souls? And that's what Minnesota did in the third and fourth quarter. I, uh, listen, there's there's a problem with both these coaches in this game, and it just it just showed it showed some of Dagnalt's. Uh, I mean, it, it's not ignorance. I'm just you know lack of uh, just lack of seasoning just right now because you can't let a team go that hot to that cold. That's on you, bro. That is that's a Dagnalt thing. And then but go to Saunders, who's been in the game. Remember, Saunders got his first win. Against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know if you were... I was there the night. The, the Saunders got his first win uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And honestly, he's just kind of shown himself to be a uh, placeholder until they start getting things rolling. But you could see bad coaching from both these coaches tonight. Saunders obviously not trying to... You know, not figuring out how to attack the paint early on. And then Dagnall just... Letting, I mean, just letting it go. And I mean, that's a 23 point lead, Ryan, that they had to fight with. Uh, yeah, and you're right. I just feel like Dagnalt was more handcuffed by the personnel. Like, I, I this was what I was expecting to see from the jump. There's just not a lot you can do when your three available bigs are Justin Jackson, Darius Baisley, and Mike Muscala when they have no other help. Like, I would be more concerned if you're a Minnesota fan going, how the heck was was that allowed in the first half? Because at least Dagnall is just we're going to throw some stuff out there. We're going to try to attack him in a different way. And and if they decide to just pound the paint, you're just going to have to keep collapsing and collapsing the defense until you can't do it anymore. With Saunders, I'm just like, what were you doing? But like, this is a disaster. Like, this is their glaring hole. Why are you not attacking the paint? So. I'm less worried about Dagnalt uh, after this one. Now, Homer Ryan says that, you know, not a problem with Dagnalt because he was you know, handcuffed by the personnel, but the same personnel that got you a 23-point lead, and it was the best-looking group of guys. And, and remember, we played eight quarters of basketball. That first well, quarter we by... I, we did not. That, <laughs> was, that first quarter was the best basketball that's been probably played by any group uh, by the Thunder all season. So I... I don't know if I believe so much about the handcuff. I mean, Burton, break the tie. Um, really, really, it comes down to the Timberwolves started out the second half like the Thunder started out the game. They started off with energy. They started making shots. And hitting shots, that's contagious. That is contagious. 
And uh, it's, yeah, I'm doing the Jarvis Landry. It's contagious. It's contagious, it's contagious bro. It's but contagious. no, no. Uh, whenever you get hot like that, a team, whole team gets hot. It's contagious. And um, so that's really what happened. And then, I mean, guys, you can't go from scoring 83 and a half to 13 in an entire quarter. Yo, you, that can't happen. It's not good, Bob. No, it's that could not happen. It's not good at all. That's Matt Burton. That's Ryan Chapman. I'm TV's Jerry. Yes, in studio for you. You're welcome. Saturday night, I could be laying right next to Mrs. Ramsey, cuddling tight. Nope, that's not happening. I am sitting in this chair with two other dudes because I love you and I love the Oklahoma City Thunder coverage that much. Uh, Christine Butterfield tonight. Was that, that was that us as in you love you as in Matt and I or you as in the listener? This is very important. The proverbial Val- us. Valentine's Day is coming. I need to know if I have to get you something. You don't. I wasn't planning on it, but if, if you're going to drop the those uh-huh. three words on me on postgame, I got to... You don't have to give me anything. I usually take it. Anyway... Uh, we get on to Christina Butterfield, Christine Butterfield, Christina, whoever she is. Oh, God. Uh, she's out on assignment, and Brady, I guess, is on assignment, too. I think his assignment is that booty. So uh, all of us do what we need to do on a Saturday night. Right now, you're going to have to take me by the hand and, and lead me. Ryan, you want to do something for me? Usually at this time, do we do the... Uh, Play of the game! Now. The Franchise Thunder Player of the Game. Brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. And then we talk about the player of the game. I guess. Got you. Is there no no music behind it's this? wild how that goes. No, no music. Who the hell's producing this thing? <laughs> I, I just... I leave, for, I leave for three weeks. This is what happens. Uh, all right. The Oklahoma State Thunder <laughs> Player of the Game. I don't know. I look up and down this... Uh, this thing here, man, so many guys to pick from. Uh, it could have been a certain dude, but he just sort of left at halftime and finished half his job. So I will go with SGA because, one, people think I hate SGA, but I'm here to tell I you do. I'm picking him as player of the game consistently, except for the third quarter where he disappeared like a ghost. But so whatever. Everyone. Uh, but <laughs> SGA. It's a uh, ghost. Okay, he is a friendly ghost. Uh, came with some big plays in the fourth quarter. So, uh, Shea Gildress Alexander. Uh, 31 points. I don't have it in front of me, but I just, off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, 31. I'm pretty smart. 12 of 22. Only two of six from deep, which is, you know, a good thing. It was a, go. it was a fake deep for him. Tonight. Yeah, it was it was a deep fake indeed for <laughs> Shea Gildress Alexander. I will go as, you know, as is tradition. We don't pick the same person, even though Shea Gildress Alexander is the player of the game. I will go with Mr. Biscala. 22 points. Big reason why the Thunder got out to that huge league like we said. And when you win by two points, you need every single bit of that 22. Well, you could add 21 and still been okay. But 22 points from Muskie. Matt? Um, well, I'm going to pick this. I'm going to pick the same as, as Jerry. It has to be Shea Gildas Alexander. I know. Well, because I, I was going to pick Shea Gildas Alexander because he's obviously the player of the game. Because I thought there was no chance Jerry was going to pick Shea because he hates <laughs> That's Shea. fair. So... Um, no, it's got to be Shea Gildas Alexander, and the, he he basically just took over in the fourth in the fourth quarter. He was like, "All right, well, no one else is getting a bucket, so I'm just going to go get a bucket every time down the court." And then last what minute and a half, they started doubling Shea, and he was finding people, or at least trying to. So now Shea Gildas Alexander, 31, seven assists, nine boards. I mean. What, what more can you say? I will say this: I want to give kudos to the uh, I mean for, to the team. Uh, Maladon has three turnovers, which I, you know in his position that that's pretty damn good um you know put it in the starting lineup and you know young guys and all this stuff everybody else was very very uh very strong with the ball and that's i'm not used to seeing that with this team that this team sometimes tends to try to overdo things and throw the ball away and whatever but you know uh sga with two turnovers uh basely with two turnovers uh dort with two turnovers like both of, uh, like all three of those guys usually try to force things and it's worse than that so well, yeah and seven guys in double figures 25 assists as a group just shows you that um, it's not always pretty, but what Dagnold is trying to do is establish a culture of ball movement passing. I know that's what you know every Thunder coach in its history has preached, but it looks like for the first time they've got a point guard in an SGA who can run that. And I guess Chris Paul last year, but this is a continuation of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, it, it, Jerry, how can you blame me? I've, I've been so used for so long of the point guard of this team being just a black hole of, of offense. Except for that one year when Except for that there one was year. the point god. Yeah, when a, when a god blessed Oklahoma City and changed the fortunes forever. It's kind of like when Thor came to uh, Earth. Leave. Just uh, <laughs> whenever he comes. <laughs> Sorry, which of the 35 movies was that in? Sorry, you have to watch all of them to understand, you know, every part. Are of you the hating on the MCU? Yeah. Are you seriously hating on the MCU? 
Oh, you damn Overrated. hipsters. You damn hipsters. Oh, no. I just wanted to say Overrated. one quick thing about that. Not the Marvel thing, but no. Uh, <laughs> WandaVision. Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks and like most of Billy Donovan's tenure, though, uh, they were forced to play four on five on offense. So, yeah. I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no that's, uh, that's a great thing to say. I'm just we saying. We should end the segment. That's why, that, they, could, that's that why they couldn't do the Bob movement. That's why they couldn't, because so, you got one guy that's purposely left wide open. Now, when they were the best team in the NBA, and this is right before Roberson. I know, I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> this is right before Robinson hurt himself in, in, uh, in, in Detroit. This is right before that happened. Oh, I I thought you were going to go back to when they were the actual best team in the NBA before Patrick Beverly broke the team. No, I was going to go whenever they were the best team in the NBA and Robertson just, you know, completely shatters himself and eventually ends up leaving the NBA. Um, they were getting ball movement. That's because Robertson was starting to like, you know, cut to the basket and use his athleticism on the baseline or whatever. Like there was, there was a one shining moment, you know, bless up to uh, Luther Vandross. It's all on the line, Jerry. Written by Richard Marks. Uh, the, the bless up here to Luther Vandross in the one shining moment. Uh, what year was that the top charts? Did it ever top? It never, 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 was, never was a. Uh, never in March. Never a top 40 April. hit. Shame. Never, never a top 40 Unfortunately. hit. I know, it's terrible. Uh, but they were the best team in the NBA for a little while because Robertson actually figured it out. And then that's onomatopoeia, guys, what I, I just did. So, 1077 The Franchise. This is the First Take Post Game Show. That's Ryan Chapman. That's Matt Burton. I'm Jerry Ramsey. You're welcome. Whenever we get back, we'll do the Tank Commander uh, Tankathon of the, uh, the game or whatever you guys do. Uh, we'll break down more of this stuff and more goofy stuff. I have to apologize about my unprofessionality here, but I do have a Werther's Original. And I will not take it out for this segment because it's delicious. It's okay. I have, I'm rocking one, too, in solidarity. Thank you. Matt Burton, you did not take the Werther's Original. No, but I thanked you for the offer. You did. Is I that, thank you for the offer. Is that what yeah, you're doing? Yep, yep. What is that called? The, that kind of radio, uh, that kind of... ASMR? Is that what ASMR, it is? Yes. Oh, so if you're into that kind of stuff, go ahead again one more time. That is a Werther's Original. That's right. Just floating around in Ryan's mouth. Uh, this is the first take post-game show. Not the only thing. Post-game show like nothing else. Uh, you can't hear anything like this anywhere because most people won't allow it. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder win tonight by two. What a weird couple of games, Minnesota. Minnesota came in, what, five wins? Obviously, they got their six last night, which I was just informed in that last segment was Friday. Uh, and tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, touche. Uh, then uh, you can have your tank loss, and we will beat you by two. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has a great fourth quarter. But here's the funny thing that happened. If you didn't watch the game, they had a 23-point lead at halftime. They had scored the most points of any Thunder team in the history of the Thunder. That's right. In the grand, rich, traditional history of the Oklahoma City Thunder, this baby Young Guns group is the team that broke the record for most points in a half. And, uh, Ryan, you were in, you're actually in the, um, in the stadium when that was going on, right? For sure. And it's so weird because when something like that happens and there's no crowd, it isn't, it's just awkward, right? That... Oh, absolutely. Do you think that they would have accomplished this if there was a rocking Chesapeake? Or do you think just because it's like a, a wreck game going back and forth that it was easier for them? I, I think that in the third quarter, at some point, like, sure, the Timberwolves come out on that initial run. At, at some point, the fans would have, you know, backed them. And I think they would have been able to turn it around quicker and maybe not have had to play from actually behind so often in the fourth quarter. I think it still would have been a close game. I'm just not sure. Like This team seems to do a really good job of feeding off each other and feeding off each other's energy anyway, so I'm never really too worried about, man, what would have happened if they had some fans in this, because they seem to bring the energy most nights. So like You even saw it last night that uh, started out on that 8-0 run as well, and then it kind of slipped away. So I think that the only real impact that the fans would have on this particular team is just that some of their bad runs, some of the opposing teams' runs, I think the fans would have got behind him and backed him a little bit, but but frankly, Jerry, I just don't... I, this team isn't talented enough to maintain that for the entire game. Like, th this is just what you're getting. It's the ups and downs of this team, and instead of seeing them, you know, for one whole game, it's great, and then they have three bad games, you just see these roller coasters throughout four quarters. You look at this team, Burton, I, I kind of want to ask a similar question with this. Uh, they're all so young, except for the veterans who know that they're there to babysit. 
So they're not really that invested either. Uh, but what a perfect team to have with no fans, right? Because it is it is them against the world, and that's kind of what you want to get your team to believe. No, I agree. And it's, um, I don't know, I feel like it's it's like, I'm I'm, t- I'm trying to think of the right phrasing here. Uh, I'm not having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Steady. I get, I I get those pain. two confused a lot. Also, I know, I know. The Worthers are on this side of the class, buddy. Yeah, I know. Seriously, um, but I feel like it's okay for them to make mistakes this year, right? Because there's no real expectations. They think they're going to be a tanking team. The fans, uh, in, the whole NBA fans, NBA Twitter in general, all say, okay, this is a tanking team. All right, so it's okay to make mistakes if you're the Thunder this year. There's no expectations. And I think it does make it easier when there's no fans there. Kind of, I don't know, you don't hear the the kind of moans and groans that you would normally hear uh, whenever you make a bad pass. Or like we talk about Baisley sometimes when he drives in and he kind of just doesn't know quite know what to do with it once he gets there and turns it over or something. Just stuff like that. I think I think it is good for them not to have fans. They can just kind of go play. I'm looking at uh, these guys in the starting five. is just it's unreal. I mean, I think that you know we all micromanage and we pay close attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder, so we're not as shook. But blink your eye if you're just the everyday lay Thunder fan that just cut you know that caught a game on a Saturday night. Who the hell is Kendrick Williams? Why is he starting? I, I actually don't know who Kendrick Williams is because Kenrich Williams plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I call him Ken and Rich. Like big and rich. Nice. So yes. Little Kenny Hustle. By the way, by the way, when he was dominating those first two minutes, I really think Kenny and the Jets was the go to lineup uh, name there. Kenny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially they're running in transition. Well, I don't know who Kenny and the Jets are because it's Benny and the Jets, so. <laughs> Whatever. My bad. Uh, That's ten, my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> ten points and nine rebounds for the guy. But where the hell did he come from? Texas Christian University, you Jerry. Much, You're yes. welcome. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> I think I, no, but I, I do like Kenrich Williams because, I mean, there is something to be said for a guy that just comes in and plays hard. And he's, kind of, he's kind of just like, he doesn't do anything flashy. He's all about the fundamentals. Jerry. <laughs> You host a podcast, <laughs> the old man game. The old man game. So you should you should respect Kenrich Williams. We are now on Spotify. Thank you. He's oh, the old okay, man game. He just comes in and plays hard. There, you can always use a guy like that. I do. I do like the fact that he does come in, and he's going to be one of those guys. And every and, and let me go ahead and give them the championship. Every championship team has dudes like this, though. That by the time they get to winning and they get to winning, you know, 40 and 45 games and 50 games or whatever, a guy like this is going to eventually work his way to the seventh man or the eighth man or the ninth guy off the bench. But he's going to be that guy that's going to start the culture of what this Oklahoma City Thunder team is. Him and I think uh, I, I think him. And I think Roby are two guys that I really like. And think about what uh, Kendrick did. Um, he, I'm sorry, why are you smiling? It's an and, audio medium. Well, now we're going to Kendrick, which I think is a lovely <laughs> bastardization of Kendrick. We're getting so Kendrick. close here. You're getting so close. You're almost there. You know what? The worst people have done this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you get to, you get to. He missed two cuts. Like this brother was on the cut line twice. We were surprised he wasn't gone the night the, at the end of the preseason. And then, again, you know, I think if Ty Jerome is healthy, I don't know if he makes it. I really don't. This guy's been so close to the cut line. Now look at him. He's a contributor in the starting lineup. Yeah, the stars have really aligned, and and he's shown that you can have a place on an NBA roster if you're just willing to be that defense and hustle guy and show that you're willing to participate in the offense. You don't have to be the greatest shooter. We know uh, Kendrick Williams is not a fantastic three-point shooter, but you know what he's happy to do? He's happy to go set those screens. He's happy to cut and just be in the right place. And this Thunder team, because of the ball movement and, and all that that Dagnall is preaching, the ball finds him when he's in the right spot, and he's done a really nice job of showing yeah, uh, I can go ahead and, and I'll finish in the lane. He had a nice little Euro step tonight where he faked out with not one but two Timberwolves defenders, showing a little athleticism. Like that's all you need, and that's what you want out of those guys. Like like Matt said earlier, that they've been given the license to to go and make mistakes, and it's okay if you make mistakes this year. If if you go and say you steal the ball with 25 seconds left in a, in a tie ball game, and you decide to push the pace and not pass on the fast break instead of holding for the last shot, no one will even ask a question about it because 
because we're bad at our jobs and it's a year of discovery. But this is the year that you can go ahead and, and, and make some mistakes. And yeah, but that was a rookie kid. That was not a guy who's been with the I'm sorry, organization the, for the longest tenured member of the Thunder. Yes, for four four years. I'm a Diallo. Um, all right, uh, real quick uh, from a close personal friend and obviously uh, a big banger there, uh, Brandon Rabar. Uh, if you watched our podcast, you'd understand what I'm talking about. Mark Dagnalt says that there is no update on the Mike Muscala injury. Moose had 22 points in the first half and was robbed of the chance to break his career high because he got elbowed in the face. I'm starting to think that Dagnalt doesn't have a great relationship with the training staff. I don't think we've gotten a night of update once this season. Did they just not talk? did ask one night uh, when Muskie like, went out of the game, and Dagnalt's uh, answer was, he's hurting. Oh, is that the one he got racked in the manhood? Was yes. that Charlotte? Was that night one where he got... Just- and I asked, and he said, oh, he's hurting. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, that, hey, nailed that one, kid. Do you think, since he is a rookie head coach, do you think that he just doesn't know that he can talk to the medical staff? I, it's not his concern. That, right, yeah, he's just he just doesn't know. He's like, oh, I can do that? I can, oh, okay. The guy's been, me either. The guy's been around the building for, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like he's just fresh face. It's like he saw other coaches do things, right? right. No, I was being completely serious when I said that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. Your sarcasm font didn't show up. So, sorry. I was supposed to say slash S. That is not what I understood. All right. 1077 The Franchise. That is Ryan. That is Matt. I am Jerry. Let's go ahead and do what is fastly becoming my favorite segment in the entire universe. We're good! Tanking! No, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're going! We're going! Tanking! Through the quad and into the gymnasium! Come on, everybody! This is the tank commander, the tanker of the game. It has a background. Are you mad because I talked over the... Yes. Yes. Are you mad too? No, I'm not at all. Well, you do you produce it. I'd be pissed. I'm not at all. I was just... I was just fist bumping the beat. Who's he dancing? Enjoying life. I was trying to do that, and then I heard Jerry talking to my ears. We're just vibing over here, man. We're just vibing. Well, this is a young group with, like, I'm the Al Horford. (laughs) Right? Uh, You're a little bit older than Al Horford. By the way, also the question. I mean, Al Horford is not Miss Universe good looking. He's a good-looking guy. He's just not. He's a good-looking guy, but I don't think you're factoring in the fact that he is like six eleven too. Bilingual. So, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Bilingual. He is bilingual. And bilingual. Yeah. So people, hey, women, people love that. Yeah. People love like you know, as a Hispanic yourself, you understand. I do. I do indeed. Muy caliente. Yes. Whenever you use the Spanish. All right, the tank commander, tanker of the game. Uh, I'll go last. I made you guys pick through all the uh, my wastes. So I'll, okay. I'll pick up. Let me, I'll pick let me go ahead and go with uh, Darius Miller. Just, let's just throw that in there. I don't. I don't know. They, I don't think anyone really played that bad. Just Darius Miller barely played. So I'll go. I'll go with Darius Miller. Yeah, Darius basically played awful in the third quarter. Used, abused. Major reason why the Timberwolves were able to get back to that game because. He's just not a great post defender yet. So I'm going to go with Darius Basley because no one gave him the memo that we're trying to win tonight. I'm going to do it. Do I it. like I like this kid, too. You're doing it? You're oh, no. Shay. Oh, no. Just Justin Jackson. No! <laughs> Justin Jackson. Okay, there's... Whenever guys like and coaches talk about this and guys that used to be coaches that do TV talk about a guy playing with his hair on fire... Richard Pryor also ran out of his house one time with his hair on fire, and it was not a good thing. He had been freebasing cocaine. It's 958, I can say that. Uh, well, Jackson plays sometimes like the ladder, <laughs> just running up and down the street, <laughs> screaming for help. And um, just calm down, dude. Just chill. Look, so I, I'm guilty of this. I asked in the preseason uh, for the third cut, one of the Jacksons needed to be cut because I was not going to cover this team with two bench scrubs named Jackson. What I had in mind was that Justin Jackson would be cut because Frank Jackson actually showed some fire in the preseason. That did not happen. Frank Jackson's now what, a member of your Detroit Pistons? Yes, yes. Now and he's going to get a bigger role now that Derrick Rose is getting yeah, the hell out of Now we're left with Justin. So. <laughs> I, I was talking about, sorry to interrupt, but oh, talking, about Derrick, talking about Derrick Rose going to the Knicks. I, please, please don't let that happen. 43 I, minutes every exactly, game. Exactly, exactly. 
And we already know about Derrick Rose's um, injuries. Uh, I just please don't do that to Derrick Rose. Please, please don't reunite him with Tibbs. I, uh, I'm not going to say I'll be happy when he's gone, but I will be happy when he's gone. Um, <laughs> well, here's a major problem in Hollywood. We don't have anything original anymore. We're just trying to run it back. So it's on brand that the screenwriters send Derrick Rose back with Tibbs. I mean, the movie industry is in trouble right now. So you just you have to guarantee money. I mean, you can't just go around screwing around and doing you know crazy stuff. Hey, look, just just ask Tom Cruise what, what the movie industry is doing right now. Tarantino would not have a movie made nowadays. Okay. Uh, 107.7 The Franchise. It's Matt. It's Ryan. I'm Jerry. Uh, whenever we get back from the break, all all kinds of bunch of stuff coming up. You got your around the association. Uh, I don't know. We may or may not be joined by another insider, uh, but we will have great entertaining basketball talk just para tu. All right, it is the franchise first take post game show on 1077. The swiftest damn crew in all of Oklahoma City. It's Ryan Chapman, it's Jerry Ramsey, it's Matt Burton. Matt, were you any good at wind sprints whenever you uh, no. were playing 6A? I hated, no, hated running. C- couldn't tell. It was awful. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't tell. Am I breathing hard? I do like, too, your, your change of speed, right, in the shift. Hey, at one point I thought about being like, uh, Matt? <laughs> it, like, I feel like there's not many more commercials left. But the no, movie, yeah, I know. I was, we, were, know we, we were we were having a heartfelt, yeah. you know, no talk way. back over here. No, you know, heart- we make we were making fun of Jerry, and right, Jerry was no, just being a bridge fine. troll. That's and fine. that's what I do. That is what I do. Uh, and remember, uh, this is Oklahoma vote Republican. Uh, the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder uh, beat the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, tonight, one twenty to one eighteen. Uh, Oklahoma City. Now, do you have the standings in front of you? Because I don't. Why would I? I've have got that? the divisional standings. Oh, they, oh, oh they, that's important. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder are now just seven and a half games back. Utah, <laughs> seven games back in the lost column as the Jazz are eighteen and five. And if we'll hold, we can stand by. This is a professional broadcast here. The Thunder are ahead of the Dallas Mavericks, ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans. They are fourth bottom. In the Western Conference, that is uh, updated. Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, twelve. That's twelve. Twelve, and it's updated. Yeah, so okay. they are sitting at twelve. You didn't give me the record though. Well, they're ten and twelve. <laughs> That's. I waited for all and, that. I just wanted oh, a damn wanted, record. You yes. asked me the standings. You said you have the standings in front of you. That doesn't. Anyway, the Thunder. Here's the here's the headline. Thunder one game out of the playoff play-in. Unbelievable. Real quick, I, I want to get to this, uh, and, and if you want to start setting up uh, around the association uh, and just sitting on, instead of sitting on your ass not doing anything, uh, if you want to do it around the association in a second, I do want to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder being uh, better than the Dallas Mavericks right now because I don't think that's, I don't think anyone called that. And I'm sorry, the savior of the league, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, he's next or whatever. Bro, this is uh this is an indictment. Uh, let me be honest. It'd be pretty embarrassing if on draft night you traded up for Luka Doncic. Like that. <laughs> like, what idiots those guys, the Mavericks. Right? By the way, that dumb team that did that. Yeah. Wh- how are they doing? Uh, screw them. I don't, I don't really care. I'm, obviously, if if you didn't do that, you could be eleven and twelve and sixth in the Eastern Conference. Instead. <laughs> Scrubs those Mavericks. Oh, fools! You know what though? Atlanta they have the they have a superstar, John Collins. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're aware. A Hall of Famer just in the waiting there, and John Collins. So, well, they had a legitimate Hall of Famer and Vince Carter just hanging on for <laughs> dear, way too long. Dear life. Uh, instead of sitting around and talking and doing something, let's go ahead and let Matt Burton talk. Uh, what he can do, ladies, is take you around the association. Lady, it's Lady now. And it's uh, taken by choice, taken, Matt. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's a uh, no longer single by choice. It's a, it's a mature lady too. <laughs> 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 when I heard this, she's, she's like, properly aged. I, I, I'm gonna, and if this is too personal, you can just throw it right back. Does she have a checking and savings account? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's hey, I opened a way savings more full account than recently. mine. It is way more full than mine. Yeah. You know what's sexy? Let me you wanna know what's sexy in a woman? You know, people talk <laughs> about their eyes or they talk about their hips or a whatever. Oh. If she can pay my bills, yeah. A checking and savings account is <laughs> sexy. Well, let's start off with the team that wants to trade for Derrick Rose. The New York Knicks get a win in New York. 
against the Portland Trailblazers, one ten to ninety nine. Oh, Dame time. Dame time doesn't work on Eastern Standard. Dame I guess. Lillard twenty nine and nine assists. Uh, Julius Randle twenty two and eleven to lead the way for the Knicks. Yeah. Ryan, do they trade high, or do yeah. they build the team around Randle? Uh, they should trade him, obviously. If he stay, if he stays in New York too long, he's just gonna go bad. Like uh, that team needs to have three. Like you need to be on the Knicks three years max, and that's probably enough time. Like if you're under three years, the Knicks can't spoil you yet. You can still remember how you played basketball from other organizations. So three years max would be what I would do if I was. I can think of a couple of things that stayed in New York too long and got terrible: Rent and Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carmelo. What? Um, no, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. Thank you, Ryan. Come on, for that come dynamite, on. <laughs> that dynamite drop in our ear there. Yeah, no one else heard that. Whoa, yeah. whoa, what a, what's happening? Um, the Sacramento Kings get a Paper win hand. at home against the Denver Nuggets, one nineteen to one fourteen. Uh, Nicole Nicole Jokic had a Bradley Beal game, fifty points in a loss. Empty calories. 50 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds. It's a, it's a loss. It's the calories. It's so loss. unfortunate. Because if they, if they could just win like three or four more games, we would see a bunch of people digging up the stat books going, oh, okay, Rustbrook was the sixth seed and we still handed him the MVP. How low are we willing to go for Jokic? And then uh, possibly uh, hipster NBA Twitter's new player, Tyrese Halliburton, 23 points, 6 assists. He is really good. Start He's paying attention. I know this is hard to say, and even though they do have Buddy Hield, start paying attention to Sacramento. Get in to Tyrese Halliburton before it gets just cool. Like, before it gets hold, cool. Just, okay, hold on, guys. Don't get too excited about this. If I if I know anything from the last 20, 25 years, Halliburton stock is not stable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy in. This is like diversify your bonds. This is like the first Bush administration. Buy Halliburton now. Before anyone else does, please get in on the ground floor. Uh, the Chicago Bulls get a road win in Orlando, one eighteen to ninety two. Zach Levine with thirty nine and seven boards lead the way for the Bulls. Uh, no Magic player over twenty points. Nicole Nikola Vucevic. He's an all-star. According to Michael Cage, he's an all-star. They're trying. Uh, The San Antonio Spurs get a win in Houston, 111-106. DeMar DeRozan with 30 points, 7 assists, and 8 boards. Christian, I'm sorry, Christian Wood's still out. Still out. He's dead, actually. He's uh, he's also another one of those Twitter hipsters things, which actually you missed out on him last year. Yeah, Yeah, last year was the hipster hipster year. Uh, Ryan, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah! Get a home win, one thirty-two to one twenty-one over the Raptors. Uh, Pascal Siakam last year's, or was it two years ago? Hipster Twitter, a couple of years ago, uh, Pascal yeah. Siakam only fifteen point six boards. Man. Suck it, Tampa! Ooh. Yikes! My God, this uh, is like an all the, ladies review, though. No D, <laughs> one twenty-one to one thirty-two. <laughs> well, the Hawks were playing. Their two best players are allergic to defense. What John Collins, nineteen point seven boards. There you go. Probably still a minus like ten, just because his, his <laughs> defense is so bad. Oh my god! Trey Young, twenty-eight, thirteen assists. Boo! Oh, <laughs> better than Luca. Chris, Christian James Fools. hates. Christian James hates that. Yeah, so <laughs> does so, so does Kadeem Latin. <laughs> Both very upset. The Milwaukee Bucks get a win in Cleveland tonight, one twenty-four to ninety-nine over the Cavaliers. Andre Drummond led the way for the Cavs with twenty-eight and eleven, and Giannis with a. Just eh, 24, 11, and 5. Just eh. Does Milwaukee, does anybody even give an S about Milwaukee anymore? Like after Brooklyn showed up and is like, going to win the East, no one cares about Milwaukee. Sorry. I saw some good stuff today about uh, is it Porter that's balling out from Milwaukee. Kevin? Otto? Junior? <laughs> is yes. he still on the Bulls? <laughs> I don't know. Who does or, or Otto, who he play for? Uh, Bobby Portis? Maybe? Yeah, Bobby Portis. Bobby there Portis. I, I there you go. Okay, so when I was playing 2K, I had Porter and Portis on the same team. Okay. Have not been able to keep them straight since. <laughs> Disaster. It's fine. It's okay. No, not really. I see the Bucks talk. I see the confusion. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers beat the Brooklyn Nets 124-108 to in Philadelphia tonight. 
Wow, the Nets James held him Harden, to James Harden, 26 and 10 and 8 boards. Joel Embiid, 33 points and 9 boards. The Joel ne- Embiid is the MVP. Having a year. He is having himself a year. Get that baloney out of this radio station. Joel Embiid is not the MVP of anything. He's the that's the most valuable player. That's it's what it stands for. He's the it's whiniest the player that By the way, the Nets were down two of their best players. Are you are you ready for some more empty calories? Yes. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks get a win in Dallas tonight against the Golden State Warriors, 134-132. to 132. Steph Curry, 57 points, 5 assists. Shimmy, shimmy, a, shimmy, a, loss. shimmy, a. Can we talk about Steph Curry as a leader real quick? Sure. I read something on, on Twitter, and i got to stop reading Twitter. I'm almost 50 blanking yeah, years old. Stop that. You're Go supposed to Facebook.com. Facebook. <laughs> I am, right? Because they took away my other one. I forgot the the really good one yeah, that was banned. on. Yeah, what was that called? Parlor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even start that sucker up before. Oh, I, I thought you were banned on Facebook. Uh, but 57 points. I read the other day on Twitter, though, that somebody said Steph Curry is the most influential basketball player of this generation. Or could be any generation. Not not any generation. Uh, first of all... Michael Jordan existed. I told the guy wrong. He couldn't even influence Kevin Durant to stay. So that's not that's not very influential at all. Yeah, behind behind every good Steph Curry, there's Draymond Green. I mean, if you want to talk about as far as the direction of the game is going, uh, just go to any high school basketball game or rec basketball game, and you see you know the the brothers and sisters that start shooting at halftime, and and what's the first place that all the four year olds start, Jerry? They they all go to that three point yep. line and start just yep. throwing the ball straight up in the air and hitting Molly in the head. So in in that sense, yes, I just. If we're talking about one guy being a dominant force on a team, doing it alone, it's not him. Just because um, it's really hard to just absolutely take over a game when you're Steph Curry's size. Like, there's nothing against him. It's just, yeah, you can go off for 57, but what can you do on the defensive end of the floor to affect the game? Get your hand in a passing lane, sure, but you can't stop anyone from just going nuclear. And so that, that's why Steph Curry is never going to be that dominant force that just drags his team to the playoffs. Biggest thing I took away from that is we got to stop Molly uh, being in our high schools. Uh, Draymond Green. Did you see this line? Two points, six rebounds, 15 assists, <laughs> seven turnovers, six steals, four blocks. How many flagrants? Five personal fouls. That just I doing mean, that's, everything. That's like, Draymond. He's just doing everything. This is his Hall of Fame stat no, line. No, that is stat padding. Okay, that is stat padding. <laughs> this is this is they should put this in the Hall of Fame. Two points on 0 of two shooting, 0 of one from the three point range, six rebounds, fifteen assists, seven turnovers, six steals, four blocks, five personal fouls. Just want everything, please. <laughs> Luka Doncic, by the way, forty two points, eleven assists, Scrub! seven seven boards. Very scrub uh, stat line oh, there trade. tonight. <laughs> the, <laughs> strong uh, this finish game, there. This game's about <laughs> come, to be over. Come back to Atlanta, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this game's about to be over. About thirty seconds left. Uh, New Orleans is going to win, probably. Uh, one eighteen <laughs> to one oh nine against the Memphis Grizzlies. I, hey, Matt, I've got 0.8 seconds left. They're up one eighteen to one oh nine. You think they can? Hey, hold, okay, good. They, hey, this computer is. What is the what is the ESPN like win? Oh, it went down to 23 seconds. Wow, this <laughs> computer is so far behind. Um, but uh, let's see. Who did anything for the Pelicans tonight? Brandon Ingram, 27 and 12 boards. Zion Williamson, 29 points. To lead the way for the Pels, Jonas Valanciunas, a.k.a. My Name is Jonas. Great song by Weezer, by the way. What a uh, Weezer 23, drop. Points. <laughs> 23 points to lead the way for the Grizzlies. And this game is at half. The Lakers are leading the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Shout out for Jack. Fake news. Shout yeah. out for Jack. Are you going to stream fake news your on your computer? Parlor account? Is super screwed up on that. Sad. One. Is it? Super. Uh, super. Hey, that's why he yeah. only checks scores on Fox Sports. I'm spreading fake news, and you can yell at me from your parlor account. Uh, All star Jeremy Grant with 13 points so far in that one. <laughs> Has, Jeremy has been playing well. Has Frank year. Jackson touched the floor? Let me see. Like hey. in defense? Like you're talking about he slapped the floor? Uh, he probably did. He went to do. Hey, the Pacers play tonight? No, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. Darn. I was just looking to see what Sabonis was doing so we could do the side by side comparison of Sabonis and Roby. Jackson did play, <laughs> but it was uh, Josh Jackson. Um, gotcha. Also, Magruder played and didn't get in a fight with anybody. Magruder! So, 
There we go. Weird how that That's works good. out. It's only it's that one team that uh, seems to have beef with everyone. One hundred seven seven. The franchise. Before we get out of here, uh, just a real quick conversation, Ryan. I love whenever, and I used to do this when I was younger. You did it today. A little double duty. Yes. Right. Absolutely. A hundred years ago, OU played Iowa State right here, right here. On the franchise, you heard every single dribble with Toby Rowland and Kevin Henry uh, from the toot. No, it was from the root to the toot. We didn't start with the toot. Can we go from the toot to the root? Is that allowed? (laughs) But we've done it. It was pretty tooting there towards the end. Uh, Iowa State gets it within four. Uh, I guess for everyone, I would ask, what happened? Yeah, well, really simple. Iowa State hit 52% of their threes. when When a team like that just rolls in, and absolutely can't miss. And Lon Kruger, after the game, you know, we kind of asked him about it, and he was like, uh, "Frankly, there were some looks that we really liked defensively, and they just went in." Like he's like, "Yeah, there were some that we didn't close out very well, but Iowa State did that." And and Lon Kruger, he was mixing and matching lineups all game. I think he was just trying to. I think everyone knew this was the game that you can not play your best basketball, not play your B game, not play your C game, still probably come out with a win. So Kruger was mixing and matching some lineups. The Sooners turned the ball over a little bit in the first half. And and credit to Iowa State. They came in, they kept it close. They played Baylor really tough for a while there in Ames until the Bears turned it on. And Oklahoma kind of did that a, a little bit toward the end. They obviously don't can't hit a gear the same as the Baylor Bears. But again, simple as that when... A team comes in that's averaging 32% three-point shooting, and they knock down 52% from downtown. Like, it's going to be a game. I mean, the Sooners shot um, 52 or 53% from the floor for most of the game, so it's not like it was missed shots, things like that. Cyclones just kept in it with uh, from behind the three-point line. Really happy to see Reeves and uh, Brady Manick get some stuff going, uh, especially offensively for Brady because he needed that. But it does help to take a breath where you're not playing a number you know, 15 to 5 uh, team, like just back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, and uh, they'll, they'll get a nice little breath here, too, is that they were originally pl- scheduled to play the number two Baylor Bears on Wednesday. That is no longer happening as Baylor's had to have another shutdown. It seems that every sport can't keep it going. So OU will actually have an entire week to prepare. Uh, West Virginia, I think they're 17th in the AP poll right now, beat the crap out of Kansas. So they'll be jumping straight up back into that top 15. So Sooners have a tough road ahead, but you know, that's the big they, They've that's, had yeah, a tough road forever. Exactly. Speaking of tough road, Burton, real quick, I just want to get your thoughts. Uh, to keep this a little Thunder-centric, a lot of people have uh, basically bird-eyed uh, Cade Cunningham as the guy that they want oh this is the right this is the next step in the great thunder lore i've been watching this brother play a little bit and uh it's it's hit or miss and when it's miss it's bad and when he hits it's pretty awesome uh what do you think about osu's double overtime win against texas yeah, I I really just tuned in for the overtimes because I forgot the game was going on. <laughs> to be honest, so, always, on, always Twitter, on top of the coverage. <laughs> I saw I saw on Twitter that it was going to overtime. I was like, oh, I might as well tune in. Um, but no, Cade Cunningham he missed a couple he missed a couple bunnies he missed a couple easy ones in overtime in both of the overtimes. But man, whenever you like you said, whenever he gets it going, he can be scary. He can be scary. And uh, shout out to Caleb Boone too from Tulsa Memorial. Big Memorial time. High School. Oh, he played great today. I think play. he had 20 and like 15 rebounds or 14 or 15 rebounds. They don't like, get to where they're at without great. his play. No, Absolutely. he played great. And Cade, Cade had, a, had a bunch of big plays down the stretch and uh, also had like a couple turnovers down the stretch. Also had a couple bad ones. So there was good and bad with Cade's game, but I still think he's the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, Cade was frankly the reason they didn't win in regulation with with right. what he did in the last minute, but he was also a huge reason why Oklahoma State was able to extend in the second overtime. So that's a young guy. He's been the center of everything that Oklahoma State does. Like, he's that number one guy, and and even when you're in a, an elite team like Texas has been this year, everyone gets up that little bit more when they say, we're playing against Cade Cunningham. This is the tape that every scout's going to watch while they're scouting them. This is how I get on the tape. But real quick, this was a massive win for Mike Boynton. I agree. Because they lose that. They go to four and six. I was looking at their schedule. It doesn't get any smoother for them. And at some point, it's is this his fourth or fifth year? Is, is it year five for Mike Boynton? Still I don't believe so. I think I, year four. Yeah. E- either way, um, I you get a little bit of leeway bringing in so many young guys in what this year has been. But at some point, you got to finish 500 in conference play. I just want to point out the last play of overtime where Cade Cunningham had a chance to have one of the most like majestical finishes. Great. And, oh, yeah. Right? I know. And he Hamidiallo's uh, it. He'll sit right in. <laughs> that's that's, that's the bunny I was saying that he missed. He gets the steal. Great steal. There's like Larry Bird. Right? That was a great okay. steal. It's like, oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, exactly. Cunningham stole the ball. That's exactly <laughs> the the type of feel it had. But yeah, if yeah, only the other one. Would just, but, yeah, yeah. He just but, missed the bunny floater. It, yeah, it yeah. happens. Hey, I think he panicked a little bit because he had plenty of time. Because think about yeah. it. Because they, you know, they get the ball back. Right, so yeah. they had and there really time. wasn't. There was what, like four. Yeah, seconds there, was, left? there was four. So he probably didn't seconds. know. He probably just didn't know. He was like, okay, what? There's one second. I have to kind of. Well, throw I'm it up sorry, basketball IQ, but you need to know your yeah. time and presence on the court. You just do, Again. especially if you're that high level of a player, and if you're going to play for the Thunder. You ready for me to be that guy again? I look if the Oklahoma City Thunder doesn't get Cade Cunningham, it's not going to break my heart. It's not going to break my heart. No, just get Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga instead. Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga. There's so many great choices for these guys. There's no way, right? They can screw this up. 1077, the franchise. Matt, Ryan, uh, last thoughts on the game tonight. Anything good? Or do you want to talk about the miniseries coming up with the Lakers? What I mean, what's your thoughts uh, with the Thunder going forward? I, oh, I'm real touchy to ask uh, Matt this, because if he's anything like Coach K, he's going to ask me. <laughs> what's next? Really? Yeah. Really, Jerry? So, you're going to ask me what's next? So, Matt Burton, what's next? After this game that, that we just saw, you're going to ask me what's next. No, I, um, pretty simple. Uh, come out with that same energy that you had in the first in the first quarter. They they set the tone, and then uh, also don't do whatever you did in the third quarter. That was just throw just, that, away. that was yeah. Just for don't even watch that tape. Don't even watch that tape. But yeah, no. Uh, it was nice to see Shade like kind of take over a game though. At the end though, it was it was that was really nice to see. We hadn't really seen that a whole lot from Shea, but uh, I figured it was there. It was nice to see it. I think Thunder fans should cherish the fact. Look, whether you're team tank or team win everything. Uh, you got two really close competitive games because I fear the next two will not be that. So get get those out of the way. Take your beatings in L.A. like everyone does. And uh, look, the, the schedule ahead is really tough for Oklahoma City. This is where they really start to dig into that stretch that every NBA team has at some point in the season just because there have to be a lot of good teams in the league. So uh, just you know, stay competitive and keep moving forward. That's, I that's all you can ask. Love the idea of uh, Shea doing as well as he did, like Muskie going off. Uh, and I love that they're giving these guys uh, rotations and minutes or whatever. Ever since they shipped the the four off to the bubble for the G League, uh, they've been figuring some stuff out. And you know, Roby took a little time out because of his quote unquote foot or whatever. But uh, I like I like everybody is getting rotations on this and. Uh, so, I mean, like you said, there is L.A. coming up, and so it all depends. I mean, probably Davis will take a take a rest. LeBron will probably you take a rest. Split it. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, SGA in his uh, post-game availability, uh, just be relentless. Play downhill. Play with force. I think our offense in the first half was so good that it masked our defense. Little masking there, unmasking. I don't think we're supposed to unmask people anymore. I mean, it didn't go too well. Fifty but. Shades of Grey, and they masked the entire damn series. So, and it worked out for both of them. One zero seven seven, the franchise. Matt Burton, Ryan Chapman. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Jerry Ramsey. I will talk to everybody on Monday. Tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Don't lose your shirt and have some fun.